So Mary Poppins said she was practically perfect in every way. Guess what? As much as we love her, we don't have to be Mary in our lives or in our businesses. And anyway, maybe she was also into imperfect action because she was only practically perfect. And practically, I know because I just looked it up, (laughs) means virtually or almost. So if Mary gave herself a get-out clause, you can too. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to today's episode, How to Get Over Yourself and Take Imperfect Action. I'm your host, Lucy Orton, and this is the Resign and Shine podcast, which is all about turning you from a corporate star into the empowered, purpose-led and productive CEO of your business and turning that amazing side hustle into your main success story. So today's episode, as you might have guessed because I've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast already, is all around perfectionism and fighting perfectionism and turning it instead into imperfect action. So Getting over that perfectionism that is at the core of often what is holding us back is something I am hugely passionate about. And working out ways that we can get over ourselves and get over the stories we've told ourselves about things having to be perfect and the magic that happens when we do that, when we move over from paralysis and inaction into action and progress. It is such a hugely important self-saboteur that we need to get rid of if we want to be the empowered, amazing business owners that we really desire to be inside. Now, this really is one of my favorite topics and it was a real game changer for me in my own life and my business when I realized that things didn't have to be perfect. I was able to undo decades of telling myself the opposite. And I think about it every day because it has made such a huge impact on me to look at my life, look at my business, look at every aspect of what I do and give myself the allowance that things do not have to be 100% perfect to be worth doing. And I think perfectionism is something that often is embedded in us from a very young age, especially if we are high achievers, if we are people who work hard and want to do great things in our life that kind of person, um, and I count myself in this, often also has a strong desire to get things right and to do things brilliantly. And I think what's been really powerful for me in recent years and decades is recognising that you can still do brilliant things without beating yourself with the stick of perfectionism. So as I said, i think about this every day. I talk about it most days and I will definitely be coming back to this issue in future episodes. This won't be the last you've heard on me from me on this topic. But you know, I am also still a work in progress with perfectionism. And so before we go into the main crux of this episode, I wanted to tell you two stories before we start. Now, the first one happened just this morning, just the morning of my podcast um, recording, and I just found it fascinating that this 
topic just appears in the most interesting and unexpected of places. So I was getting everyone ready to go and take my three children to school. I have three children, in case you didn't know that about me. Um, And what I was doing was running around the house, getting things sorted out, trying to do a couple of things at once, which is not something I strongly recommend. And my youngest, who is three, nearly four, asked me if he could draw a picture. So I kind of absentmindedly said, yes, I gave him some paper and off he went. And I kind of noticed, I saw him out of the corner of my eye going with a thick, walking towards the table with a thick crayon and looking a little bit blunt. Like it's actually quite a nice crayon, but I looked at it and I thought, ah, maybe I should go and get him some nicer pens. Maybe I should sit him down and and actually, you know, partake in this. And then I thought, "I, I can't do that. I've got too much going on. And I know a little bit of that was perfectionism speaking, thinking I need to create this perfect drawing experience for him at this very moment at 8.04 a.m. when we're leaving the house in, in about 12 minutes. So anyway, off he went and he created this drawing, which he then showed me just before we were about to leave the house. And it was one of those drawings that children do at this age when they're really coming into their own and and able to create an image which is recognisable rather than scribbles or lines. It was a beautiful picture of him and his friend. And actually, it was stylistically gorgeous because it was using this big, thick blue uh, pencil crayon in a really lovely way that made it look very artistic, very raw, very um, charming. And I, it was one of those uh, pictures that you just think, wow, that that's one to save. That's one to put in the uh, file to keep forever. And I thought about this picture later on as I saw it on the fridge just before I was about to record this podcast because I'm recording it from home. And it really made me think about perfectionism. It made me think that if I had followed my slight perfectionist tendency at that point and insisted on getting the pens or the paints or, you know, a massive piece of paper and an an array of things out for my son, I could actually have firstly spoilt the moment. I could have actually made him completely put off doing what he wanted to do. But secondly, and kind of more importantly for this episode, for him as a child and for me as his mother, it just wasn't necessary. It just didn't need to be um, tweaked anymore. It didn't need to be any more perfect. He had a crayon, he had some paper, and he was able to get into action. And I was able to, by doing very, very little, facilitate that. So I thought that was just a lovely example and so uh, organic that that happened this morning. And the second story that I wanted to talk to you about is this podcast. Now, I created my podcast. I've been thinking about it for months and I've been working on it um, quite concertedly for probably about the past three months. So I've been deciding on my content, I've been sorting out my technology, I've been doing some practice episodes and so on. But one thing I made sure of, and I made a real commitment with myself about this, is that I did not want my podcast to have to be perfect. Firstly, because I absolutely want to practice what I preach when it comes to perfectionism. And secondly, because I felt If I work on my podcast and I need to make it really, really amazing every week, 
how is that going to help me show up for my clients and my listeners? It's actually going to lead to more inaction. It's going to lead to me wasting more time fiddling around editing out tiny noises or, um, you know, really making sure that my content is every single word note perfect. And I knew that that would make it a really difficult and actually a not very helpful process. Now, I really think that my podcast is, you know, great. I'm super proud of it. And I've made sure that my microphone is good, that uh, my quality of my sound hopefully is overall really, really easy to listen to. And it's also super important to me that my content is great, but it doesn't ever pretend to be perfect. There will be ums and ahs and bits where I kind of trip over myself when I'm talking. And I'm okay with that. I can absolutely live with the messy middle because for me, done really is better than perfect. And in terms of my podcast, it's been already such a great gift for me. Such I've had such fantastic feedback for, um, about it and, and from it, even just a couple of weeks in, that I'm much happier that my podcast is out in the world rather than it's still in my brain, you know, and I'm planning it for 2022 um, because I want to get all my ducks lined up and I want to get it perfectly ready and perfectly prepared. So during this episode, I'm going to be going into lots of detail, lots more detail about perfectionism and how you can keep it well away from your practices as an empowered business owner. But if you know you're somebody who is finding perfectionism a really serious problem and really struggling to make progress in moving out of your job and into that business role down to and that's down to perfectionist tendencies so you need some extra support and help and accountability with that then do make sure that you book in for a call with me because as I said I can talk about this and find solutions for uh, perfectionism all day. So With that in mind, let's move on to the main part of the show, and it's going to be in four parts. So the first part of the show is going to be about how perfectionism is not benign. It is dangerous, and I will be explaining what I mean by that, but it's something I feel really, really passionately about. Secondly, we will be chatting about how perfectionism is absolutely the enemy of action and action taking. It's really key for what you're doing right now that you fight perfectionism wherever you find it because it will lead to inaction, it will lead to feeling paralysed by indecision and it will lead to that old favourite of mine and, and yours, procrastination. So that will be the second part of the podcast. Thirdly, we will chat about the link between perfectionism and obsessive thinking and ruminating and how to avoid that, why imperfectionists don't do that, and what we can really learn from that approach and create more imperfectionism in our own thinking. And finally, I want to just tie everything together and talk about how being an imperfectionist will massively help your business, will help you take action and will really help you get out of your own way. So without further ado, let's get on with the first section of the show, which is all about why perfectionism is not this benign fluffy thing. It's dangerous and it's rubbish. And I think that can actually be a little bit hard to get our heads around because for a long time, perfectionism has almost been touted as a skill or as a quality um, 
as a positive character trait, really. And I think you see this in terms of, and I would say as someone who left corporate a long time ago and doesn't go to many job interviews or any uh, rather, that I'm not sure if this still happens, but certainly back in my day, which makes me sound about 100, it was seen as a good question or almost like a trick answer to a question to say, oh yeah, I'm a bit of a perfectionist actually, that's kind of my weakness, that's where I go wrong, that's a challenge I deal with is my own perfectionism. And this was a bit of a trick answer and a humble brag really, saying, you know, the work you get from me is going to be such amazing quality that I have to put across that I'm a perfectionist as one of my failings, almost as a tongue-in-cheek response. Well, I actually would say perfectionism can be a failing indeed because it really can fail to serve you. It really can hold you back and it really can be a self-sabotaging behaviour for us to, to use at any point within our working life, within our businesses and within our lives. And perfectionism can also be super dangerous because it is a heavy predictor of anxiety, of depression and other mental health issues. And it is something that is not really to be sniffed at. And I take great pride in finding the times in my day where I can be a little bit less perfectionist. As I say, I am a recovering perfectionist like so many people, um, but I really, really move away from that now. And I give myself credit when I don't uh, expect or allow myself to go down perfectionist rabbit holes. Obviously, I told you the story earlier about my son and his drawing, but there are other examples where I think, okay, I'm not going to go back in and edit that so that I've corrected that very minute typo because I'm going to just cope with being uncomfortable. I'm going to cope with the fear of someone judging me for things not being perfect. And I think that's where a lot of perfectionism comes from. It's from that real fear of things needing to be perfect to be okay and that we have to show this facade to the world that we never slip up, that we never make mistakes. And that brings me to a wider point around mistakes and around failing and that actually when we start to question whether perfectionism is a useful strategy for life, we can also think about our relationship and our thoughts around failure. And I really encourage my clients to think about failure as part of the journey, part of the process, and part of growing and changing and trying new things, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. It's all good. And if we fail forward, then we learn from that failure. It's been a net gain for us. So perfectionism is not a force for good. I'm really firm in my belief on that. And it's certainly not a force for good or a helpful uh, element to keep hold of when we are business owners, because we need to be comfortable with failure. We need to be comfortable with imperfect action. And we need to be comfortable with putting ourselves out there without too much worry about the judgment of others. Perfectionism left running rampant over your business can never be a good thing. It can actually be kryptonite, especially in those early months and years when we really need to keep our mindset about our businesses tip top. So that segues me really nicely into my second section of the podcast, which is about perfectionism being the enemy of action. And this really gets to the crux of the matter in terms of perfectionism being an enemy to business owners. Because 
action is everything. You need to be moving forward to be making progress in your business and you need to be taking regular action, which cannot by its very nature ever be perfect. And I say that without, you know, I'm not exaggerating. There's no such thing as perfect. It's unattainable. And people with a strong focus on the perfect, um, which is unattainable, can often feel so let down in the day-to-day, in the reality of what we can manage to achieve. So often it is really perfectionism at the root of procrastination. It is such a self-saboteur. And there's loads of really interesting research around this. And one piece that I heard that I thought was really valuable is some research done by Duke University where they compared taking action with psyching yourself up before doing something that was going to be quite difficult. So they compared people doing those two approaches and jumping in and doing what needed to be done was twice as effective in terms of changing your actual feelings rather than just trying to psych yourself up and tell yourself to feel more motivated. That just didn't really work. Whereas doing the thing, jumping in and getting started actually changed feelings as well. So not only had you made the jump and tried to do the uh, problem or tried to take on the problem or the challenge that you were putting off or worrying about, but equally you felt better about it too. So I love that piece of research. It really kind of speaks to me in terms of the beauty of diving in. And it's Tal Ben-Shahar who says that feelings really follow behaviour. And that really illustrates that, that if we want our feelings to change, often we just have to try the behaviour. We have to suck it and see, give ourselves a chance to be that person who does things slightly differently and then see if the feelings of competence, of confidence, of our own ability come later. As well as perfectionism being really this huge enemy of action and kind of co-conspirator with procrastination, it also leads to obsessive thinking and ruminating, often about the wrong stuff when it comes to business, but also life. While people with perfectionist tendencies and ways of thinking might really find they ruminate on the past in terms of failures or errors that they've made um, and really focus in on those for a much, much longer length of time than when the events actually happened, imperfectionists find and those that really work on their skills um, to not need perfection in their life, that they can let it go. They can let things go. They really can have that more uh, objective approach when things go wrong. It doesn't mean that they don't feel initially upset if something doesn't go exactly as planned, but they are much more able and much more quickly able to let those events or uh, difficulties go and become part of their learning rather than something they revisit again and again. One of the ways I recommend that my clients fight the need to ruminate and obsess over things with a kind of perfectionist hat on is that I tell them to have an apathy towards outcomes and results to instead focus on when they're feeling good about things or feeling like they need to change things up and reflect 
focus on the process and the progress that they've made rather than the results or the outcomes. And some people, some thinkers actually advocate having no attachment to results ever kind of like actors who make a vow never to read good critical uh, responses to their work or bad critical responses. You know, they, they make that decision that that is not what they're interested in. Instead, they're interested in their craft and their own reflections on their abilities. So when we think about business, that focus on action and process and our own effort is so much more important than focusing on results or numbers or bottom line because it means that we can firstly work out exactly what we need to change and shift and keep going forward and secondly and I love this point is that it means we can be kinder to ourselves we can congratulate ourselves if we're focusing on effort and process and taking action then there is so much scope for self-kindness and self-compassion we get to measure ourselves on showing up and on putting in effort taking time and really you know, the good things that we have achieved during uh, a particular season in our business. So with that in mind, I want to give you a few tips towards becoming an imperfectionist in your business. Well, my first and foremost tip is to take action, to take action, take action, take action, to avoid procrastination and to always ask yourself, what is the next step for me? What is the small step I can take right now to get myself out of just thinking and into that doing frame of mind and where doing things leads to even better thinking practices. And on that note, I want you to also think, my second tip, how can you bring in an imperfectionist practice to your business and to your business ownership and your business leadership? How can you have a culture, whether that's as a solopreneur or with a small team, where you embrace imperfection and you embrace failure, actually. You look at it and you see it as a learning. You don't pick apart your successes. You take those as as great things to celebrate. But when it comes to things that didn't go so well, pick those apart and look at what you can learn from them because then there's no wasted experience. There's no wasted action. And finally, praise yourself for the process whenever you can and praise yourself for the progress too. Because thinking about how has this action that I made, how has this way in which I was able to show up, imperfect as it may have been, helped me in working towards my big important goals. And I think this is important because actually as entrepreneurs, we can struggle to even celebrate the big events and the, you know, the amazing wins. And I'm going to do another episode on that in a few weeks time. But celebrating these smaller, more effortful or more effort-led wins or celebrating the process and the progress that you're making every day is so nourishing for your business and for yourself. So whenever you can focus on that, then you will reap the benefits in terms of your business mindset and your attempt to have an imperfectionist approach to business ownership and becoming that empowered CEO. 
I really hope you have enjoyed today's episode. I've absolutely loved making this episode. It's been one of my favourites so far. And this, as I've said, is a huge area for my clients. If you're interested in hopping on a clarity call with me, you can sign up on the link, which is in the show notes, as I said earlier. And if you want to remember it, it's calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton. I'd love to talk to you about your business, your plans to be an imperfectionist and empowered CEO and how we might work together. So that leaves me just to say goodbye to wish you a fantastic week ahead and I will be back next Wednesday with another episode of the Resign and Shine podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.